Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master of Nothing podcast. I think this is episode 16. Um, the last time we were here, my mother was on the podcast. Thank you for everyone who tuned in and listened. I do really appreciate that. Um, yeah, that was a special episode for me. More so because I hadn't seen mum in so long and um, I had was hoping to have this up and running by the time she got here. So the fact that the stars all aligned was, um, was awesome and that people tuned in which is pretty buzzy to see like how many people listen to yeah. me and my mother have a conversation, which is kind of weird. <laughs> but um, Ryan is no longer dead to me. He is back on the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, we're tired this morning. It's uh, I don't know if you can hear it in our voices, but we have just come off the back of... What, what? You, you 72 hours. 72 hours, Ryan 48. And like those, obviously, we didn't do them without sleeping. Mm. And our job would be to sleep, um, but that's a long time with the one person. <laughs> <laughs> we have spent a lot of time together. Yeah. So we finished this morning. We figured we could squeeze in a podcast this morning because our routines, or our, sorry, not our routines, our rosters are so jam packed that if we don't take advantage of like every, you know, yeah. the time that we do have away, we're never going to get it done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you do hear us having a little bit low in energy, you know, there's only so far sugar-free Vs and ice long blacks can carry us and uh, to give off this fake enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like I do, it does, does give me energy though because I do enjoy doing this. So yeah. it does like a little bit of excitement to um, put a bit of fire in the belly, but it is good to be back. Um, it's good to have you back, Ryan. Thank you, thank you. It seems like you did one episode and then you bailed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, how are you feeling? You must be... Or, or we're both feeling the same, right? Oh, well, I mean, I got up at 6.45. You're up about 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're hurting a bit more than me. Ridiculous, man. Yeah. Ridiculous. But it's all good. Yeah. We are here. Hey, people have harder jobs. Yeah, yeah. You know? Some people have to get up and do... I mean, I'm thinking about the people who have to get up and, like, clean out portaloos. Oh. Yeah. Imagine getting up at six o'clock in the morning to clean out portaloos. What was that famous Australian guy that had the documentary? Oh, Kenny. 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 Yeah. Was that real? Nah, I don't think so. No, it wasn't real. Was I, knew, it? I think it was an actor, but like very well done. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, people like that exist, right? So, hey, all we had to do is look after a kid. Yeah. It's not that easy, obviously. It has its challenges. But yeah, we are here. And one of the topics today that we're going to talk about, and I think is important to talk about because um, it's a pretty significant thing that happened in the world, and it isn't here in Australia or over in New Zealand, but it is in America. Um, but it's all world news, right? It all connects itself, and it does have connections to something that happened in Christchurch um, in 2019 as well. So the, um, the shooting in Buffalo that happened... What's it? Today is the 22nd. Mm. So what happened on the 14th? So about a week ago. It happened at uh, a market in Buffalo where 10 people were killed, 3 people were injured. And 11 of the victims were black. And uh, the dude did it with a... He had like a helmet camera on. Oh, a GoPro like Like thing. a fucking... Yeah, like he's, like he's a snowboarder or like he's an extreme athlete or some shit. Had all the fucking GoPro on the top of his head. 
um, and live streamed it to Twitch. Now, I'm not very familiar with Twitch. I think Twitch is like another... It's like usually for use for gaming. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm not surprised you would find some sick fucks on Twitch if it's... um. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I take that back. <laughs> watch Twitch, just watching like COD. Yeah, I'm just getting worked up to you, okay? It is just kids watching, yeah, game. people game. But, um, yeah, so this dude, I mean, they released the guy's name, um, but we won't, we're not going to mention his name on the podcast. While we're on the podcast, he could be known as little pussy ass bitch, because that's what he is. And obviously... There are lots of similarities to the Christchurch mosque shootings, which happened in my hometown. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. Like, we've talked about it, but I didn't even... Re- like, I never connected those dots. It did happen in your hometown, eh? Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah, dude. Shit. Yeah, I mean, when it happened in Christchurch, I think I, I did do an episode on here about it. And, yeah. um, you know, you do... You see these things happen around the world, and you see people... You know, horrific things happen all the time. People die. Yeah. Um, but you... I know there is a degree of separation because it's not happening in your country um, or anywhere where it's close to home. Um, when this happened, I remember just being so upset and um, and just had, had a wee moment where I just broke down in tears. Um, I think part of it was I had just recently moved over and I was really missing home as well. Um, but also like when they pulled up, brought up the, um, the, the footage of it, um, where it all took place, like I recognized it straight away. Yeah. Like Christchurch is not a very big place. Um, and so like, you know, I have, I have memories of like going past it and, you know, I grew up with, uh, uh, with a Muslim mate and stuff. And so it's just a horrible thing to happen to that, uh, community. And so, yeah, again, the similarities of this to what happened. So apparently this dude, um, little pussy ass bitch from Buffalo, he was inspired by the dude who did the Christchurch shootings. Um, obviously streaming it live because the, the one in crisis was streamed live um on facebook i'd be and, interested to see like did he have like people like did he tell people already i wonder like um did he like like because he's obviously done it to get a viewing if it's mm. a live stream did he have people going oh boys watch this well there has i mean there's definitely yeah i think there, there would definitely have to be some people who yeah. um agreed with the sort of shit he's doing i mean i'm sure there's some sort of sort of underground type of community yeah. um, who all are kind of I mean, the, represent the same you know um doesn't the kkk still exist there yeah i think i think they're very different i think the kkk is like a very is like is quite i mean it definitely exists in america i'm sure but i think so these guys are parts there's something called replacement theory mm. um which both these dickheads mentioned in their manifestos and um I remember reading the guy who did the Christchurch mosque shooting, reading his manifesto, and it's just, it, it just, it shows you how stupid he is because there's just so many holes that you can poke through it. Um, to give so wait, every, manifesto, do you mean like he wrote a book? About well, like he wrote, they, they, I mean, they wrote why they were doing what they're doing, um, and sort of released it on the same time that they did it. Um, but the yeah replacement theory, so. I've got a little description here of what it is. So the slogan is a reference to the popular white supremacist belief that the white race is in danger of extinction by a rising tide of non-whites who are controlled and manipulated by Jews. And so I'm sure... Sounds very Nazi-like. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean... 
And so I'm sure people take this idea here and then kind of stretch it out to wherever they live. Mm. So if you're living in Christchurch, it's, it's you know, whatever minority race that you want to pick on at that time um, and, and whatever seems to fit their ideology. Um, but it's got to start, you got to start asking questions about the, the gun laws. And I mean, not, not you know, obviously the ones for um, for hunting and all that, but it's like the, the AR, the assault rifles and all that. I know, we'll just... We, we'll um, post a photo of it, but yeah, those guns are not needed at any point in time. No, no well, even for self-defense. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're trying to defend yourself against, a fucking rhino yeah. or something, but the, to, to need one of those for self-defense is just a bit wild. Yeah. <coughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I get you need to protect yourself, but at a certain point when you're having so many of these on a regular basis, you got to ask yourself, like, there's obviously very powerful people who are, who have a lot of money invested in it that don't want to see these laws change. Yeah. Any country with any common sense it happened in Christchurch with the, the the shooting, and straight away, whether you agree with it or not, Jacinda Ardern decides, no, nah, we're buying back all the guns. Uh, we can't risk this happening again. Whether you're good or you're bad, whether you're you're a law-abiding citizen or you're not, whether you're mentally healthy or you're mentally ill it doesn't matter we're not going to take the risk we're just going to take them all off well law is going to keep up with like this the slowest part of like society really normal people can be they can make laws for, like normal people but then you know you've got to have you've got to make these laws to consider that one percent of society they'll fuck it up for everyone else that's you true know? yeah that's true yeah so i mean i i and you know she dropped the hammer and i've got family members who who disagree who uh you know stand-up people law-abiding citizens but as a hobby they have these guns they wouldn't they wouldn't harm anybody but and they disagree with it but unfortunately it's a risk you know i'd rather a couple people a couple gun enthusiasts be upset than make it any easier for someone like that to get their hands on a fucking gun yeah but back to the back to the replacement theory i think you've got to be really careful of anyone who subscribes to an ideology that blames external factors for the reason that they're in a bad place yeah yeah so like you know it's not my fault it's these people's fault or it's that group of people's fault that i'm not doing well or that i can't get ahead in life or i can't do whatever whenever people start blaming something external it's um you know keep them at arm's distance because yeah. that you know it's just for them that's so easy to turn to hatred yeah and then you know who knows and obviously this is the extreme end of what they can end up looking like yeah these dudes are fucking nuts i mean it's crazy like this guy's that thought pattern he was only 18. yeah like how fucked up is his childhood must have been to be able to get to that point well, you know, young malleable minds you know the easy to yeah. brainwash and get them to believe in something like this and it's just yeah it's ridiculous and it's super sad and um you know and I, they're talking about is he you know his mental health like of course he was fucking mentally ill but that doesn't take away from what he's done and it definitely is a, a hate crime to target 11 victims who are black and and, and from what i heard he traveled to go to uh, an area which is um you know had a higher um your african-american population to, to to carry out what he did yeah i mean if he's gonna do it i mean i guess they always have some sort of plan like yeah it's never it's never just fuck it except for maybe like school shootings where there's one kid that pops off but i feel like a lot of the time it's pre-planned 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. One, 100%. Like, these things are, like, like, I mean, he had to plan getting the, the, the GoPro and setting everything up, and he obviously wrote himself a, wrote a manifesto, which, like, I mean, I, I gave the, the Christchurch shoot because it was, I was so invested into it, I just wanted to know everything about it, and I read that one, and I, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother reading this one, because it's just going to be some, another fucking idiot who's got this idea on life that it just, it just doesn't make any sense at all yeah excusing themselves from any responsibility right blaming a race that they're the what well, white people are being extinct or they're they're, they're losing jobs or, or whatever's going on where where was it do you know what state it was in where's buffalo buffalo it feels like it's like in the middle of the u.s sort of thing you know yeah like, buffalo because i wonder if there's going to be one with like the death sentence or something oh very true because i mean i don't know about you but yeah i'm, I'm not really for the death sentence i kind of like it just feels too easy yeah no i it's in uh, new york new york yeah oh wild bro yeah i don't think doesn't new york doesn't have a death penalty does it i don't think so no places like it's like the south of america right yeah yeah the new york penalty. feel pretty forward thinking yeah i mean yeah is it is that forward thinking? yeah okay we can consider that forward thinking even though some i think some dudes deserve to die but would I be able to flick the switch? No. Yeah. So, I mean, but you know, death is way too easy. This dude needs to suffer. Yeah. And, and like, they need to make sure that he's on like strict suicide watch. Yeah. So he can't just take the easy way out. He's going to spend the rest of his life in prison, hopefully. Well, he pleaded not guilty, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what you're saying like, isn't that like insanity? Well, I mean, I can't imagine I mean, what, what are they going to do? Like, what, yeah. what else do they go for? I mean, I mean dude, you, you filmed it on a GoPro. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the, the evidence is damning, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure where that goes from there. But um, you're talking about another... Uh, while we're on the topic, while we're on the grim topic of yeah. fucking mass shootings... Um, the Tasmanian shooting back in 1996. Yeah, I had no idea about this. Yeah, so... I mean, we it's so interesting, this one, because... Even in Australia, we had the gun laws, and the New South Wales Premier in 1987 said for gun laws to be um, like taken away, there will need to be a mass shooting in Tasmania. To be or like to have gun laws yeah, introduced. Yeah, oh no, um, yeah, to get them like taken away. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, and then, yeah, it happened in 1996, and it's just so interesting about this bloke because he's just a psychopath. Yeah. And like you read through, like I read through his like um, early days, and basically like, Neighbor, uh, neighborhood kids and stuff said that he was always like um he's always killing birds there's always dead oh, carcasses around number one warning if they're fucking harming <laughs> animals yeah keep it yeah keep an eye on that dude yeah then he like befriended an older woman and apparently she changed the will and then he um she died all the money went to her, um him died in a car crash where he was passenger and her friends all said that he always would grab the wheel while she was driving so he's obviously coerced her into yeah. like he's being you know caring for her pretending to be her friend coerced her into signing over all her belongings whatever um and then killed her yeah literally and then same thing the dad he's the will how does well so he got away with all the stuff yeah or like, so he got away with it the crazy thing with the dad is he um he was found drowned in the family farm with all his like scuba stuff um attached to him a dead carcass next to a lake 
And then as the cops are searching the property, he's there laughing, having jokes with the police officers. It's like, how is this just like... And they didn't connect the dots? Didn't connect the dots. What is Tasmania like? Is that like, is it like a real, <laughs> is it like real country bumpkin type place or... It's a bit like my sister lives there, but yeah, I, she loves it. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's definitely the, one of the smaller capital cities like Hobart and stuff. But I think it's like... So in 96, like, is, is, there, is there a chance of like the police system just wasn't that up to date or like because it, it seems like it's kind of like hey with this smoke this fire maybe you should arrest this dude well i mean i think so because i mean even then once he does he uses all the money to invest in guns then goes to a cafe with a duffel bag orders a feed finishes a feed pulls out the gun starts shooting everyone in the cafe kills someone in the car steals the car goes to a hotel kills people in the hotel drives away to another house um sets up camp in the house then he's got three hostages there. Goes for, I think it was like 18 hours, um, the siege. And then like with the cops, everything. He then lights the house on fire. Jesus Christ. And then they caught him. Now he's in, yeah, he, he got like, um, now he's doing, uh, I think it was 12 back-to-back life sentences. Yeah. In other words, you're dying in prison. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that he was able to have a feed beforehand yeah. shows that like, he, I mean, he must not have been anxious at all. I mean, I can't eat before footy games. I'm so, I'm, you know, I'm so anxious. I, um, this dude's about to do the most wild thing ever. Can sit in a cafe and have a feed. I mean, yeah, that's a different type of person. Yeah, I mean, ended up killing 31 people. Fuck. Yeah. And yeah. And then, um, yeah, when he came out, he was on fire as well. So he had to extinguish him. Oh, you would just yeah, you'd you, think, you would be you would be missing the extinguish a little bit right <laughs> you'd just be aiming a little bit to the left a little bit to the right yeah. let them smolder just a little bit but like enough to get like three degree burns yeah medium rare so that like he medium rare so that he's he's got a lifelong time of having to deal with these like fire burns mm. but not enough to kill him yeah we want him to hang on that's crazy that's so so crazy does it um does they have a picture of him? Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he... I mean, granted, I always find... I mean, he does look like a psychopath in this photo, but I feel like media will find a photo where you look like it. Yeah. Like, they'll it, find it, something and be able to angle it. For people who are listening, it, it's got, like, long blonde hair. It's, like, real curly. He does... He's got, like, a sort of a heavy brow line. He does look kind of evil, but he also does look like... So when you would see it like splinter in the grass or some shit yeah. as well, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, as much as he does look like a psycho, he does look like every Australian ever. So I was wrong. It's 35 life sentences plus 1,652 <laughs> years in prison. <laughs> What's his name? Martin Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Fuck his name as well. He can also be little bitch. <laughs> little bitch is serving 35 life sentences plus 1,652 years in prison. Yeah. They're like, just in case this guy's a freak and can live forever. But I mean, it's just, the point is to say that every case was accounted for, right? Yeah. And that like every every murder that took place yeah. is accounted for in the in the sentence. And then, yeah. yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. And where he's still in prison now, he's still alive yeah. now. He's in, um... He's in um, isolation. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst thing. Worst thing to like. Oh, okay. but but for a dude like that, I mean, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's like happy to be by himself. I mean, it, it's it's a horrible place to be for someone who 
as a regular person with regular emotions, but we got to think. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up, dude. And then when we brought in the buyback program, 70, um, 74% of suicide, oh, sorry, suicides by firearms dropped the very next year by 74%. Yeah, so I mean, there's evidence out there for yeah. why, like, taking these guns away is so yeah. effective. Um, but did, I mean, those, those, like, again, stats could be weird, though, yeah. because did suicides in any other areas increase? Sure like, do we know that it stopped people from committing suicide altogether or they just look for an alternative yeah selective information hey yeah so yeah. it's like if you look across the board at all the things that people do to commit suicide mm. um there might have been a spike in some other areas mm. but i mean that's i mean that's still a good thing though right yeah to have deterred people from doing it in one way mm. and um i mean jim jeffries the way he got big in america was doing that gun bit they did and I remember it was interesting because he commented back on it. Have you seen it? The, no, no, no. I haven't seen it. What do you mean by beat? Like he's, a bit. Was like Kent, oh, I was like, he got up on stage as his comedian, Jim mm. Jeffries, and he did a bit talking about like, you know, comparing America to Australia, <laughs> saying how fucking dumb the gun laws are. Yeah. Um, went on about it. And he says, he said it in like a few years later, he's, he still gets to this day, like heaps of hate mail from all the gun and the gun lobbyists. And he mm. said that um, what happens is, he knows like when there's a shooting in any other country he gets even more but when there's a shooting in america he gets like a little bit less for a week because when there's a shooting in other country see look it happens everywhere else they had gun laws fuck you rah, rah, rah. but when it happens in america, america they're like they're like oh yeah <laughs> yeah i might just hold off on the death threats for a bit damn it's pretty red hot yeah because i mean he made a really good statement the whole thing he leads up to is he goes these um you all talk about your um your right as american to have it when they made in the um when they made the law but back then they had a rifle which you took about 30 seconds to load so you'd be seeing they're going fuck you can't i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> yeah and you see they're loading it and then but, after 30 seconds you're, oh, you know what mate you're not that bad yeah like an old school musket yeah <laughs> doing like pump it yeah fully and i think and and, and that's the, the sad thing about something like this the topics when they become political right and one political party wants one thing another political party wants the other well people will just pick a side they'll pitch a team on their side and they will they will ride or die yeah. for whatever team they've picked yeah. and so any rational conversation it goes kind of out the window because then it becomes about their side winning yeah and and part of their side winning is if gun laws do get approved then they've lost yeah if gun laws do there's no there's no middle ground you know and and that's i mean that's frustrating um but damn what a topic what a way to start off the episode that's fucking that grim um but fuck all three of those dudes yeah yeah i hope they have terrible lives forever yeah any again anyone who um is subscribing to an ideology that is blaming all these external factors for where they are in life yeah stay far away from those dudes you know personal responsibility is like this is major key to having a good life and to having a healthy perspective should we move on yeah should we get off this topic to another grim topic <laughs> what are we talking about next ryan euthanasia <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is interesting because i mean they've just passed it in new south wales wild yeah yeah i mean not that not that wild because what it is passed in other other well, places we're right? the last state in australia to pass it yeah which is crazy yeah interesting because it, it is considered a more of a progressive thing to do right and yeah. you would think that new south wales is one of the more progressive states yeah yeah i always feel like we're slow i feel like australia's always slow to the mark like gay marriage will slow to the mark 
you know yeah. we took ages to get there even then I felt like New South Wales I don't know I just feel like we're a bit of an older state I don't know um, may, um, I, and I guess that's maybe I'm just thinking because we live here yeah. and we live like next to Newtown yeah, we're, we're, and Newtown has like is, is known for like and Sydney was known for like the one the place where um, you know gays and all that were accepted at a time where it was very difficult for them yeah. pretty much anywhere else in the world um, but yeah I guess maybe in some other areas not so much so what are the details on it so basically with um, this is like which I think is really interesting is so you apply and then um, after five days like um, they'll go to the board and the board overlooks it and then you have two senior doctors mm. examine you and then if they approve the case then you know they can do it but what I think is most interesting is they've actually given the option to take like the drugs and you can go do it wherever you choose to do it and then you just have to return the drugs like well someone has to return the drugs once it's done oh damn so what you can have like a family member do it with you or does it have to be a registered nurse um i think you can have well the way it said it didn't say anything about registered nurse but i think yeah. you can just have go somewhere say like if you want to go like say like north head at manly great spot i think if i had to go like that'd be somewhere like watching the sunset or sunrise or something you know just yeah. go there <laughs> and you just see someone dragging a dead body back into the like I want to sit on my favorite picnic bench yeah. they do it there and they just you'll see someone dragging like no this is completely legal this is completely legal well when they did it no. there were surely the parameters around that you can't would just, have to be a bit more yeah you yeah. can't just be going like I want to die in the park um take me to the park yeah. and see someone carry off this like lifeless body yeah I really enjoyed that primary school I went to let's <laughs> just go was that? I really enjoyed that primary school I attended. Yep. <laughs> take me to, <laughs> take me to my high school. Yeah. Take me to my high school. My best memories. And you also you um, traumatized kids. You have to be likely to die within six to twelve months. So I wonder how strict they are about it, though, right? Like, what if you're thirteen months, or we've got two years? Then they I reckon they do... would probably be. I reckon they've got to draw a pretty hard line. So they'll go, okay, you get, you have to suffer yeah. for the next twelve months. Just suffer for the next twelve months and then come back to us and then we can agree on it. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, it seems probably have to like go through all the options and everything. Yeah, but yeah. So it, it, and it's only if you're terminally ill and but of any age, any age. So and so, what about if someone is under eighteen, terminally ill? Can the parents then decide? Uh, because that would be their guardian yeah I have to look it up because I mean people under 18 aren't allowed to make any decisions at all I wonder if I mean surely there is some sort of parameter around that yeah because well I mean just reading as well a little side thing about Western Australia when they introduced it within the first four months they had 50 terminally ill people choose to die yeah I mean because people want to do it on their terms yeah people don't want to be you know I think one of those I mean and I, and I don't know but I do know from seeing you know watching my grandfather pass one of the hard things was is losing your independence you know and and, and and losing your ability to choose and decide and make decisions for yourself I imagine the one thing that you want to hold on to at the end is deciding how you go right if you know that no matter you know, regardless you're going to be going you would want that sort of that freedom right yeah but i wonder why it took so long i think it's it has to be tied into some puritanical religious mm. sort well of, i mean that was what the big argument was that they were saying was that you know when apparently when you get this diagnosis one of the scary things is how's it going how am i going to go 
Is it going to be painful? Is it going to mm. be shitty? And I mean, if people, they would know a lot more than I do. I don't know much about like how, how it ends, but like, um, what people said once, like a few people said, once they found out it was passed, it's been a big relief. Even mm. though they're terminally ill, they've only got like six months, whatever it is to go. They're just like, they say it's like a weight off their shoulders because now they get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. It would, yeah, for, for sure. Um, the fact that it's taken this long. So, yeah, but I'm sorry. Uh, as well, they have, um, so each state has its variations in like laws around the voluntary um, assisted dying. So in New South Wales, it's, you can administer it yourself or you can choose to have the medication and take it with you and do it something like that. I imagine that would be very controlled though. It would have to be. It would have to be. Hey? Yeah. Like, can't just be like, here's these wild drugs, take them. And then, you know. Yeah, dude, pictures up in a movie theater. He's like, I'm watching a couple, I'm, I'm watching a movie and it's like, yeah. So, yeah, no. Yeah, that would be fucked. There has to be. I'm interested to know about the age thing though. Because if it's for terminally ill people, I wonder what the age, because it's a whole different conversation, right? When we're mm. talking about young people. Yeah, exactly. But I kind of, yeah, I mean, young people, do they have that concept of being like, I want to decide, you know, I want to, oh, I'm not sure. I guess okay. it depends on the maturity of the young person, but. I mean, I've, I've watched so many hospital related TV shows that I'm just thinking about all the times that like a young person dies in those episodes, but I don't really feel like it's relevant facts. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not start citing Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and Scrubs. <laughs> Uh, the, I saw this one time on Scrubs. Yeah. It was like, yeah, maybe that's not reliable, dude. <laughs> wow, that was grim. Yeah, that was all very grim. Should we move on to another topic yeah. that uh, takes us out of mass shootings and euthanasia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't start this episode off too happy. Yeah, but look, that, I mean, we said we're social commentary, right? Yeah. We're commenting on things that are happening. Um, in and around our communities, that's just the way it is. Uh, but the one thing um, I wanted to talk about, and more so just laugh at, did you see the ScoMo tackle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, and it happened in Tasmania as well. <laughs> um, so, I mean, everybody must know by now. If you don't know, um, ScoMo accidentally tackled an eight-year-old kid <laughs> during an under-eight soccer game in Tasmania yeah. and the memes have been going wild um I mean he's playing in a suit you know and he's got this he's got those like you know dress shoes on they're not made for grip no and I can't imagine he was ever a sporty dude like the way he like he really loves sharks which is like yeah go scomo for supporting <laughs> the sharks um shark supporter right here um but other than like when, when he is running the water for them he just looks like a complete pleb he looks like he's trying real hard to be like, you're one of the boys. <laughs> but it's um, it just looks gross on him. He wears it terribly. I feel like that's a lot of politicians, though. They just try to force themselves to look so natural, but it's just, you can tell it's not. Yeah. And yeah, well, they're, they're, I mean, it, it's a, it's an interesting type of person who wants to go into politics. I mean, what about his handshake, his forced handshake back in the fires? There is, there is the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever seen. He, you know, and he... He does an exceptional job at looking like an absolute peanut. And, <laughs> and, and, and since I've come to Australia, since I've lived here, the, the second time returning, the last three years, he has, yeah, everywhere he goes, he manages to look like a peanut. Every decision he makes, he manages to look like a peanut. And I'm not talking about policies. I don't know what his policies are. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily care. One, because I can't vote. 
even though I fucking pay taxes here. It's like bullshit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what his policies are, but he manages to look like an idiot. He manages to look like an idiot all the time. I mean, going to Hawaii during the fires, um, constantly saying the offloading of responsibility, right? Being like, it's not my job, it's not my job. And like, maybe it's not, but like, kind of try and look like a united front. Yeah. You know, that you have some sort of... Well, I mean, as I said to you um, before, he, he was like called the night watchman when he got thrown in like last minute before the election. And then um, the fires came, COVID came. Literally the hardest probably like three years of um, oh, leadership like easily, any, any prime minister's had to face in a long time. Easily, dude. And if if uh, watching if watching mafia movies has taught me anything, <laughs> you don't want to be the leader of a, you don't want to be in charge of the mob or the boss leader during a time of warfare. That is when you don't want to be in charge because, you know, the ship is sinking. And regardless of what decisions you make, people are going to be upset about, there's going to be a certain amount of people who are going to be upset with decisions you make, which means people are going to put hits on you. And uh, it's just, this just shows a level of knowledge. I'm quoting Grey's Anatomy about euthanasia. <laughs> You're quoting to, to, um, mafia to compare prime ministers. <laughs> well, I'm just, I, I'm just saying, if we were to look at, you know, if you look at uh, Michael Corleone and The Godfather, Right, he became he, he he became in charge, his father was killed, he became in charge during a time of war and he had to become super ruthless to rise above to the point where he had to kill his own brother. Spoiler alert. If yeah. we have to say spoiler alert for movies that were made in the fucking seventies. And so I mean you spoiled one last time that's in Godfather. Yeah, well I mean <laughs> the fact that you haven't seen Godfather is on you, dude. Okay? That's that's you should be ashamed of that. But but what I'm saying is that if we're to look at Scobo, if we're to look at the the last three years of being a time of war for him, or you know, in relation to what he was going through, he had the he had the no, so he had the fires. Mm-hmm. When I first came over, he had, there was the fires. Mm-hmm. Directly after the fires, there was flooding. Yep. And then there was droughts. The fires, droughts, yeah. flooding, pretty much straight into COVID. Yeah, beef with China beef for China, straight into COVID. Um, and then during COVID there were floods. Mm. Yeah. He, he, and, and, and he didn't do a Michael Corleone. He didn't go, he didn't take charge of everything and go over the top and, and really lead the country. Mm. You know, he was very passive and he made horrible decisions and because of it, he, regardless of what his policies are, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the reason a lot of people were voting against him was not just because of his policies, because he looked like a peanut. <laughs> the last three years, he has been a tier one peanut. Yeah. But yeah, hey, maybe don't listen to us talk about <laughs> politics <laughs> or anything. Yeah. My gosh, we're comparing, uh, yeah, getting our, our medical information from Scrubs, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, and uh, our ideas about pol- politics from The Godfather. That's <laughs> oh, embarrassing. It's, it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> But hey, please refer back to the title if you have forgotten. <laughs> we are masters of nothing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he so he is, and it happened what last night. Um, yeah. He's no longer in charge. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care. No. No. I, and I think I, I do say that I wish I could vote. I'm not entirely sure I would even vote if I had the option to. Well, I mean, I didn't. Wow, <laughs> I, just, I had to go to work. So, Ryan. Yeah. compromising our democracy man 
terrible. But can you, you you can't you don't just have to vote on the one day, right? Yeah. Oh, so you can do postal votes beforehand. I think okay. up to like three days before. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. and this is not a new idea. I've heard this on so many podcasts and people talk about this lots. But accessibility for voting, it should be done on an app. Yeah, a hundred percent should be done on an app. Um, well, I mean, they say when you go to the vote, they go, "Have you voted before today?" And I'm like. How many people? I mean, sure. I guess that there probably would be diehards out there that would want to really want people to get in and will go vote like numerous places. But like that's what I think one of the concerns would be about an app. I mean, look at the apps that the government have like provided for us. Do you remember the um, the like the one that tracked us during COVID, the COVID mm. safety app? Remember how they pushed so hard and then they just stopped talking about it altogether? Mm. So I think if they fucked it completely. Well, why is that? Well, do you, um, remember like at the start back in 2020, they were yeah. like, you need it, you need it. And then the QR codes. The, no, not the QR ones. There's one where they tracked you and they'd notify you if you've gone past someone who has been infected with COVID. Oh, I had no idea about that one. Uh, didn't you? Yeah, they pushed no. it really hard early, like just as it all started. <coughs> and they really wanted to get like people to do it. But then like everyone downloaded it and then all of a sudden just stopped. And I'm pretty sure it's because it completely just went to shit and they couldn't organize it and it didn't work out well at all. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, you're right. The The government makes, probably does make some shitty apps, but also people are handling like millions and millions of dollars every day gets swapped over and handled on internet banking. I mean, if you can trust people's life savings, if you can trust your savings and your money and, and apps, I mean, I don't... They're run by better people. Yeah, well, I mean, employ those people, right? I mean, how hard would it be to be able to find the person who made the NAB app and just be like, hey, can you help us develop? Mm. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard, surely. Mm. I mean, they, they've got an official one. They've got the government app for your IDs. Like, you can have all your ID, identification on one app. Mm. Um, well, I mean, historically, government workers have been known to be shit. Big. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of government workers yeah. by, by delegation. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, point made, point made. <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah, true. I mean, you know, it makes it hard for people who can't access things yeah. and postal and people who are, I'm just trying to conversate for the lazy people yeah. because then maybe, maybe the Green Party might get more votes. <laughs> Yeah. If people can sit at home and rip their bongs and still vote, <laughs> maybe they get more people in. Um, what else are we talking about? Skymo, RIP Skymo. <laughs> you were you were entertaining. I mean, he had the longest run of what, like, one of the first prime ministers, like ten years. I felt like they just always backstabbed and cut each other out to get the um get the job. Yeah, I don't know enough about Australia politics. Uh, but is that is that the case? Yeah, pretty much since like twenty twelve. Just ever since Kevin Rudd, everyone's just been like in the same party. They were just like backstab, connive, and then like sort of house of cards like shit, you know? Yeah. And oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that exists. Yeah. Um, Julie Gillard was yeah, yeah. She, that was you guys trying to copy New Zealand, eh? <laughs> trying to be progressive like New Zealand. Well, she cut out. Um, she was like the assistant prime minister or whatever you call it to um, Kevin Rudd, and she did that. She just had a meeting and cut him out. Mm. and then I can't remember after that that we just went through so many and I'd never paid attention to politics so yeah yeah Julia Gillard I reckon Helen Clark would beat the shit out of Julia Gillard Helen Clark was our first female uh, Prime Minister and um she had a mean mug <laughs> get, get a photo of her up dude she had like 
What's her name? Helen Clark. She had, like, she was known for photoshopping her teeth and, like, billboards and stuff. But her normal teeth are just, like... Oh, yeah, I see it. Because look at the photo. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah, dude. She has got a mean mug. And for a little bit, she got Snapchat, and I was following her on Snapchat. (laughs) Snapchat. Yeah, and she didn't understand how to use it. She does not look at a person who would know how to do it. No. So there were some, like, real god-awful angles of her, like, recording herself. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, big ups to Helen Clark. Um... And I do believe that she'd beat the shit out of Julia Gillard, <laughs> even though Julia Gillard looks terrifying. Um, who's the other little ringer? The um, the one who oh, what's it? And she has like some big issue about Lakimba. Lakimba. She stayed oh. with Julia. I'm trying to think. Oh, what's her name? She's um. And she wore the um, she wore the Muslim headpiece into oh, um, into Parliament. And she's one one nation or something. I think Australia first. Yes, Australia first. I looked this up. Who's it? Clive Palmer. He's the dude, right? Yeah. Clive Palmer, big job of the hut looking motherfucker with a big girdle neck. Imagine him, I reckon he'd just be one of those pigs sniffing his female workers' seats and shit, <laughs> slapping them on the ass, just saying some horrible shit, getting him into a corner, he's just all sweaty and panting. Ugh, he looks gross. Pauline Hanson. That's the one. That's it. That's the one, Pauline Hanson. Yeah, she's she's fucking wild, eh? Wearing the- I mean, I feel like... I feel like that's like... I used to, like... I feel like that's like country like australian sort of thing like i used to have like my grandma she's not like that bad but she's like error racist if that makes sense she doesn't mean to be but she'll occasionally say stuff and i was like oh grandma you can't say right there's only one type of racist bro right either you're racist or you're not there is no error racist there is no like uh, you're, you're racist or you're not <laughs> And we know your lineage, bro. <laughs> we know all too well about your lineage now. I knew as soon as I said that, I was walking into that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your grandma, eh? That's only uh, two generations away. And if the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, God knows what's going on here. No, I'll take that back. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's people with less exposure. Yeah. If you don't have as much exposure to other cultures and other people, I can understand there being an element of fear. I can understand, I can understand there being an element of like the oh, the unknown. We don't understand that. We don't, you know. And so with that fear comes judgment. And with that judgment comes, you know, these racist, again, yeah. these racist ideologies about people and about groups of people. And I mean, Pauline Hanson, I mean, we're in the the way she just wants to attack the Muslim community, it's just, it's a bit, it's wild, right? It's fear-mongering. That's what yeah, it is, right? Yeah. Like, the, 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 the more people you have in fear, the more people you have who are terrified of the other, it kind of, it sadly unites people. Yeah. Right? It unites everyone who does agree and who, you know, does agree with your ideas. It unites them because it becomes us versus them. And then, and then they, they have a very tangible enemy. And they have something that they can focus on. It's like, you know, when uh, politicians come out and start 
talking about uh you know coming down hard on like hip-hop culture or coming down on like australian um like drill rappers or something like that it's because you know they want the community to band together to be like damn we should be in fear of the influence these rappers have um it's something tangible it's something that we can see on tv it's something that's very in our face much like and and, and that is part of the unknown so it creates a bit of fear like for some people when they see the muslim headwear it is it is a bit alarming to some people because if you're not used to it and someone's wearing covering everything but their eyes mm. you know it's um so the, that's you know yeah. politicians man the fear-mongering that shit is yeah. real people in country areas who just don't have as much exposure good way to put it exposure you are yeah you're right people are like where where from like well, me raised in Sydney, which is super multicultural. I yeah, think, I think Christchurch is that the same? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Christchurch is definitely the same. I mean, there's some areas um, in Christchurch that are, you know, not as multicultural like there is here. But mm. for the most part, I mean, if you go into the main city, you're seeing you're seeing lots of lots of different cultures. Mm. I just think, um, yeah, when you go out to those country, those rural areas, I mean. For whatever reason, there's there seems to be a bit more fear, yeah. <laughs> a bit more racism out those ways. Um, yeah, yeah, and I don't know what you can. Yeah, it would help if politicians didn't fear monger. That's for sure. Oh, I know. Fucking haven't they just the last couple of years for us? <laughs> it just seem it just seems to work, right? Like yeah. it, it. Um. But yeah, look, ScoMo's out. He was, he was here during. A, you know what? You want to be in charge during the comeback. Yeah. If he could have stayed on, I know. if he could have stayed, if he had managed to stay on for the next coming years, because it feels like, and look, I might be eating my words because I have eaten them before uh, making statements on this podcast. I think we're through the coronavirus, right? Oh, surely. Now, I mean, I think I think we're on the other end of it. Oh, now we just got war to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, but I think, you know, people will start traveling again. People are, are going to be happier. They're going to be able to go out and do whatever they want. Everyone's sort of getting their freedoms back. Yeah. Um, and you want to be in charge of the country during that time. Yeah. Because people are genuinely going to be, genuinely going to be more happier. Mm. Um, and... Are gonna feel like whoever's in charge at that time mm. is, is doing a good job. So, yeah. Albanese, yeah. you know, he's he's getting the recovery the recovery period. Yeah. I mean, I mean, anything that's gone wrong and go, well, fucking Scomo fucked it up for us. Yeah. I'm just trying to fix it now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it couldn't get any worse, right? Yeah, it couldn't get any worse than the natural disasters, a world pandemic. I mean, there's no way. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean at least we go to war <laughs> surely it cannot get any worse but look we're coming to the it was nice to kind of finish on a bit more of a positive topic um yeah. than you know mass shootings and euthanasia um <laughs> even though talking about politics ended up getting pretty grim as well <laughs> <laughs> pauline hansen yeah you vile old bitch um one question uh because and this is just one question for you ryan i want to know um with the johnny johnny depp and amber Heard trial mm -hmm. um 
how many times would you let Amber Heard poo in your bed before you called it quits? <laughs> reminding you, reminding you. Can we Google her up? Yeah, get it, let's get her up because just to and look, her picture, her picture has been tainted because of this trial and because Johnny Depp is the man. Um, I mean, I feel like you're gonna call bullshit on me. You're you're gonna. I, I'm. I'm interested to hear, but let's get the photo up first oh. before we start making. I mean, I'm, I've just grabbed the favorite photo, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Go to um, and remembering. Yeah, I mean, come on, bro. Remembering, she was um, in Never Back Down as well. I think I've seen it. You've never seen Never Back Down? Oh, what's it about? The guy he moves to a city, um, and he's like a fighter, and she's the girlfriend of like the best fighter and he ends up liking her and then they beat him up and then it's like his quest to become a great fighter to defeat oh. yeah i mean that was a horrible description <laughs> um i think second time i'd be like no second poo second it's just i've got i just find it so disgusting <laughs> i mean hot girls don't shit <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Ryan. Okay, so you would let her do two poos yeah. in your bed before you broke up with her. How far, like, and let's just say that she did the first poo and she said it was because she said it was in spite of you. So, or, so well, she didn't try and cover it up and say, oh, oh like, oh, whoops. Like, I just had a big night. I mean, like, she goes, I, like, I shed in the bed because you fucked me off. Would you, how, how? Well, I mean, if you take it to the point that she shits in your bed, you're like, how quickly can you come back? Like, you're not going to be able to like do anything more after that. You, you're in a massive fight. Mm. Like, you, you know, that's like, you'd think you wouldn't be sleeping with each other for like a month at least after that. Oh, those are big words, Ryan. Those <laughs> are big words, bro. Amber Heard, get the photo up again, bro. <laughs> We need to have the photo up as a as a reference oh, point because this this you're talking big words, bro. I didn't bring this. Back Amber to Heard, you. you're, you're <laughs> dating Amber Heard. She poos in your bed, and you go no dick for a month. Those are big words, bro. Well, you'd have to throw out all the bed sheets. The bed probably would be fucked as well, depending what she'd been eating. <laughs> <laughs> she had to yeah, true. The night before your oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah, those. I imagine that she would be like, she's probably vegan. She's probably having like spice lattes. She's probably having like, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an, an awful consistency. She's not enough fiber, not enough, like not enough protein. Mate, and <laughs> how many times would you, would you have to shit in the bed for you before you called it? Okay. We've already established that she's crazy. After the first one, and even if she did do it, and specifically she did it in spite of me, um, I think what's important for me is that the time in between each shit. So if she did one and then there was a day in between and then did another one, I'd be like, Yo, that is it. This is too, these are too close, these incidents are too close together. And okay. Given that it's Amber Heard, I'm giving her, I'm giving her three shits, three. but they have to, they have to be at least a week apart. I feel like, I thought you'd be double digits to be honest. How dare you, bro? <laughs> How dare you, bro? 
<laughs> I hey, I do. I I am a fan of the way Amber Heard looks. Obviously, not her personality now because so she's she, trying to defame our boy Johnny Depp. She comes back. So she's done the third cheat. You go, you know, no, we're done. But she comes back in the Aquaman outfit like this and goes, "Come on." You're, you're going for a full shit and then maybe walking. <laughs> okay. If, if, yeah, in that scenario, if that scenario, she does a third shit, again, they have to be a week apart because three shits in consecutive days, that's wild, bro. I mean, but the fourth one, a week apart, a month, oh, yeah. Yum. Yeah. I'm weak. I'm weak. I feel like you didn't know I'm, I'm, really I'm up to five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so weak. I'm so weak, and I'm look. We've we've come off the back of doubles and triple shifts. We're tired, you know. I'm tired and I'm vulnerable, and I feel like I need to be held. <laughs> so you're asking me at the wrong time. Maybe ask me after I've had like a good sleep, and I'm you know I'm I'm hydrated. I'm feeling good. I've had a couple of days off, and I'm feeling powerful. Maybe ask me then. Don't ask me now. Okay. Look, is there anything else that we need to touch on? That was disgusting. Let's never talk about that again. Yeah. I just thought, look, we had to lighten the mood up. Yeah. The mood, it was it was too grim in here, bro. It's too grim. And it's a Sunday morning. It's the Lord's <laughs> no. Day. It's the Lord's Day. And we start off talking about mass shootings mass shoot. and euthanasia. Euthanasia. And then we followed it with politics. Fuck, it's, none of them are happy subjects. None of them are happy subjects. <laughs> and not even Amber Heard poop in the bed. That is not a happy subject. Um, unless it depends on what you're into, right? Um look i think we can sign off with that um again to everyone who's listened uh we appreciate it yeah. um it's buzzy right like looking at the people even if there's there's small numbers if even if there are small numbers it's still buzzy to see that people listen yeah it's crazy like to think that people actually care to listen to us yeah like we're, we're not going to share the, the what how many listeners we have because hey we're in the early days <laughs> But if we had gathered all those people and put them in one room yeah. and spoke in front of all of them, it would be fucking weird. It would be so weird. Yeah, yeah. it would be. Weird. Well, I've never done. I've never spoken in front of that many people. No, I, I mean, can't say. Yeah, I'm, I've spoken probably near near the number twenty first before, but that twenty first was horrible. I lost. I had a few too many confidence drinks. Lost mm. the speech. Was reading off my phone. My hand was shaking, so I couldn't read properly. There was a bit where I just stuttered for like thirty seconds. Oh my! I would pay to watch you do some public speaking. Oh, I would pay so to do that. <laughs> so bad. Oh. But yeah, I mean, again, thank you so much for yeah. listening. Um, please do like and, and subscribe and do all those all those good things. I sound. I feel gross when I say that. Yeah. Like and subscribe. That's the most weird bit about starting is asking people to do it. Yeah, or, or don't. Yeah. All right. Or don't. Okay. But please do. Yeah, please do. <laughs> please do. <laughs> please do. And, and look, if you have any suggestions, if you have any, even ideas, if you have ideas of topics you want us to do, um, obviously we've brainstormed. So we've got a, a, on top of doing these social commentary type things and talking about current events, we're going to have uh, episodes about specific things, um, about certain things that we're into, and so. If you have any ideas, we want to be interactive with the listeners. We want to lean into the people who are listening. Um, so please reach out. Uh, you can get us on Instagram. Instagram is the best place to go. It's at Master of Nothing. I think it's Master of Nothing. Yeah, Master of Nothing. 
I don't think it's Master of Nothing podcast. I think it's Master of Nothing. Master of Nothing, yeah. And you'll see our big bright logo. Anyway, is there anything like you would like to sign off with, Ryan? No, just thanks for listening. Beautiful. Um, until next time, take care and thank you for tuning in. Goodbye. <laughs>